Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less-than-stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes, maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, I get the delight to come on here with the guests and learn most weeks. And uh, today is a day where I'm going to come on and I'm going to share my own insights as it relates to what can we be doing as sales professionals to really make a difference with our prospect? Because, um, you know, there's AI everywhere. There's sequences. There's spray and pray. (laughs) Any other name you can think of. But people are always trying to hit that that shortcut and they want to mass produce a message that gets diluted and loses any impact or meaning the more people it goes out to, but also because very little time and intention has been spent on it. So I really want to talk to you today about bringing it, you know, bringing it back to the basics. And especially now as we have one more month of the year to really start bringing this in practice and getting intentional so that you can start 2024 with a completely different lens and redesign the way in which you're approaching, you know, your outbound, your discoveries, your demos, everything with it through a new lens that's that answers the question easily and quickly that this is not a bot, this is a person. And I want to just take it back to, you know, when you think about what makes a great salesperson, when I was growing up, my father was in sales and he would always say, well, you know, Karen, you have the gift of the gap. And I remember thinking, well, okay, I guess maybe that makes a good salesperson. And even when I talk to people now, they say, well, you know, I'm in sales and I've got the gift of the gab. And the longer I've been in sales, I think, you know, the gift of the the gab is actually (laughs) not a good salesperson. What I would say is the gift of active listening is a good salesperson. Because when we're gabbing, we're talking about ourselves. And when we're listening, we're making it about other people. And so... To really break through the noise, allow our audience to feel heard, to feel validated, to center them out that this message has been crafted and designed for them because we truly understand the problem. We know the impact because A, we've done the job or B, we've helped others like them. And there's that humanized connection that you get that is based off emotion. And when you think about, you know, the neuroscience of the brain, the part of the brain that's activated is the limbic, the reptilian brain, it is no concept for language. And so it's about how you make someone feel. And so when you can really be others focused, you're going to ignite that, you're going to activate it, and you're going to create an experience that's very different. And you're going to have them leaning in, scratching their head, thinking, wow, this this person um, was unlike anyone else. And you create an impact and you become memorable. And so if you think about the other person's perspective and really before you even get on the call or the meeting, whether it's face-to-face or not, just consider, like, you know, who am I meeting with? You know, what's their title? Um, how long have they been in the role? What are they responsible for? How do they make decisions? How are they measured? What happens when they're backed in a corner? And again, you might not have ever done this role, but you're just, you're coming at things through their lens. 
What questions will they have? What do they want to talk about? What do they want to avoid? And what it does is it allows you to be empathetic and really others focused. And so when you can do this, you, you know, you're disarming them, you start building trust, but they get the feeling that you really get them because you're answering questions that they haven't even asked. And then there's this, this feeling of, oh my gosh, like this is, um, this person really gets me. They really understand me. And, you know, the next logical thought is they must be able to help me. And so you think, well, how can I really tailor that other person's perspective? And I want to talk to you about, you know, three areas we can do that. And the first one, when I open the podcast, is active listening. And as salespeople, you know, it is hard. <laughs> and, and, you know, I still struggle with this. To say that I'm, you know, have this under control, I, I wouldn't be truthful. Because we're thinking of if a rebuttal, if it's an objection, we're thinking about our key selling messages, we're thinking about the competition, we're thinking about all these things that the minute there's a break of silence, you know, we're, we're jumping in there. And, and what I would say is, you know, put everything down, put your phone away, put your, if you have a pen and paper, you know, put the pen down and just be present. As Oprah says, be where your feet are and just connect with the person, engage make eye contact and take in exactly what they're saying. You can show verbal cues that you're listening. You cannot. But I think the biggest thing is letting them speak and then allowing them to allow, then, then going deeper and really getting clear on, you know, the impact of what's going on, the frequency. But again, you're coming at it through the lens of curiosity. It's like there's a story and you, you need to, you need to hear the whole story. You, you want it to unfold naturally. And so you're just sitting back. They have the floor and you're listening. And it might actually make them feel uncomfortable because there's, <laughs> they're not used to this. They're waiting for someone to interject, someone to take the floor, and someone just to be overbearing. And, you know, I can say, having been in sales for a long time, you know, when I got on a call, that is typically what happens. Someone is, you know, overriding it. They're bravado they have to take over but when somebody asks me questions and they pause and they actually want me to answer and even after I answer they don't jump in there's still another three to five second pause do you know what I do I add more and this is this is what we should be doing okay because we want to embrace the silence nobody likes the silence so if there's going to be someone to fill it let them fill it but give them the space to do so so the first area is really practicing active listening. And this goes for individual contributors or founders when you're having calls with your prospects, but even sales leaders who are listening and you're meeting with your team and you have your phone out or your mind is somewhere else, they can tell. So how can you be fully present? How can you give them their undivided, your undivided attention? And if you can't, if you're, you know, you just had a, a meeting that didn't go well or you're not in the headspace to do that, then postpone the meeting because that's going to damage the relationship. So all I would say is before you get into that meeting, consider the other person's perspective and then really practice active listening. If you're in a virtual call, can you put yourself on mute? Can you, because the time it takes you to go unmute yourself, the prospect might take that time to fill the silence and add something more. Okay. And so it is tough because again, we want to hear ourselves talk, but, um, I hate to tell you this, but it's not about us. We need to create a safe space for them to, to tell us what is actually going on. And what happens when we, we don't do that, they tell us what they think we want to hear. And 
you know, you can fill out the CRM and you can, you know, give data back, but it's not going to go anywhere. And so when you can truly um, be others focused and they'll tell genuinely ask questions, listen, pause, you can practice some mirroring and labeling. So you're not asking question after question. And, um, you know, labeling is just sounds like, looks like, seems like you could be wrong. So it sounds like, you know, that's, um, sounds like you have it all figured out. You know, it sounds like that's, um, that's a difficult situation your team's in. Whatever the, the situation is positive or negative, but what it does is it invites your audience to share and they could correct you and they could say, no, it's actually not that's more of this, but they're going to share more detail. And it's just another way of getting more out of them without asking a question. And mirroring is using words that uh, they've used. And this is really great. I love this. And Chris Voss says the last three words, but I would say even a few words midway of what they've, of what they've shared with you. And the reason this is so powerful is because, again, you're creating an experience for them and they're thinking, wow, you're not like everyone else because you're actually using my language. You're playing it back to me. And what that does is it shows me you, you heard me and that you are listening. And so when you can mirror their language, even, you know, their, their body language, um, looking at the mirror neurons, it, you know, it, uh, it connects you and it starts building trust. And again, it allows them to feel heard, uh, validated, and that they are the focus of the conversation. So the first one is really active listening. It's, it's a tough one. Um, and just watch yourself when you're, when you're getting out of it and you start getting into that pitch mode and it's not your turn, you know, have a trigger, have something, have a bracelet that you can snap, have something that you can get yourself back on track so that you don't become that person that's interrupting them, breaking the flow, breaking their conversation, whatever they were about to tell you, you've missed that opportunity. So it is not in your best interest to over talk. We want to definitely be listening. The second one is everyone wants to be interesting. You know, I can't wait to tell the story. And while storytelling is important and our product is important, this goes back to that first point. But how can you be interested, interested in the other person? And this kind of goes with with active listening, but it also goes with asking great questions, but about them. And even when they share a story and they've said, you know, what they've done for the weekend or they did something and you might have done the same thing. And I've fallen into this trap, too. You know, I went camping this weekend. Oh, my God, I love camping. We just got this new tent. <laughs> and what happens? Who did I make it about? I totally hijacked their story and I made it about me. And so it's very important to really be interested in them. Insightful question, tailored question, customized question. At first, open-ended, we want to get them talking. Uh, but really make it about them so that they feel good. And when you think about conversations, 60% of conversations, people, people are talking about themselves. And they love talking about themselves. They get a hit of dopamine when they talk about themselves. Their favorite word is their name. So how can we do that? How can we lean into that and help them get that hit of dopamine? Make it about them. Be interested in them. And so what happens here is when we're listening actively, we're asking insightful questions, we're genuinely curious, we want to know about their business. And it's not all this, I'm going to corner you, ask all these questions because a hard pitch is coming. If that's your play, then, then turn this podcast off now. But if you're generally trying to uncover if, you know, understand more about them, connect with them, build, build trust with them, but also uncover what's going on. You know, what's the frequency of this problem? What's the size of this problem? Does everybody agree on this problem? Or is this problem so insignificant that it's not worth the resources, the time commitment on either side to pursue it? 
that's what you're trying to figure out too. Is this, is the juice worth a squeeze? And if it's the only way you know that is to, you know, ask great questions, get to impact and listen. And when we're making it about ourselves and we're trying to be interesting, we're trying to come off across as smart, the expert. And again, these are important, but if it's too much, we miss the mark. And so we really need to be interested, focused on them. Organically, what happens is they've shared their problem. They've shared the impact. The tables will turn and they will say to you, how can you help me? What is it you do? And so a lot of people that I coach say, you know, Karen, when I pitch and, you know, my value prop and they're leading with it. And this comes to the third part. You don't lead with your product or lead with your pitch. You lead to it. And the way in which you do that is be others focused, practice active listening, be interested in them, uncover their challenges, the impact to them, their team, their organization, the cost of inactivity, what they can't do, what metric they're not hitting. So you're eliciting some emotion, but they are the focus of the conversation that it comes to a point and the tables will turn and they'll say, Karen, can you help us? What do you do? How, how, how have you helped other people like that? And there's, there's, a, there's this, not desperation, but they're looking for your help. And at that point, you know, people say the price objection. There is no price objection because you've made it about them. There's a problem. They're looking for a solution. They'll pretty much pay anything to get out of this, this situation, this, un, this discomfort, this frustration, because you've done it in isolation. You've made it about them and, and there's been no distraction. They feel it. They're immersed and they're sitting in this not nice place because you've held space for them. You've allowed them to paint a picture um, of what's going on, of how long it's been going on, of what other departments is bleeding into, what they can't do. They don't like that. But that's what sales is. Our job is to help people, to troubleshoot, is to get them to a better spot than they're in today. But we can't do our job until we know what is that spot? What is that current state? So if you're leading with the pitch and you're leading with the future state, you're, you're doing it backwards. And so what I would say is, you know, look at these next calls. Are you taking five minutes before the call to really step inside your prospect's shoes and just say, like, what are their day-to-day? What fires do they have to put out? You know, what are the expectations of their team, of their shareholders, of their peers, of whomever? How do they make a decision? How do they want to be treated? You know, if you know them, what's going on at home? Do they just have a kid? Um, you know, is there, is there, do they have three or four kids? Are they pulled in many directions? Because when we can do that, we show up different. We are empathetic. The way in which we ask questions is different. Our tone is different because we get them. And they feel that. They disarm and they feel that. And I can tell you, I've been in that situation when, when people have done that to me and you compress a sales cycle, things happen a lot quicker because it's different and it's unexpected behavior. And they will tell you, and you can see there's a bit of a, a disconnect because, because it's so unexpected because most salespeople are making it about themselves and they're leading with their pitch and they're just, there's no space. They're, they're filling the space. And so the bar is low to stand out and it really starts with being others focused. So quick summary, this is a very short podcast today, but it's just what can you do in your sales engagements to create a different experience that shows your customers or your prospects that you're human, you genuinely care, you've done some homework and you're not a bot. 
And it starts with number one, active listening. Practice active listening. Put everything down. Get all your distractions, all your notifications off. If you're on Zoom, make eye contact. So you're not looking at the the screen. You're looking at the pinhole or your camera. And it takes practice. But when you look into their eyes, you're building trust. Okay, so making eye contact. Pausing. After they share something, allow allow more pauses, another five five seconds, you know, up to eight seconds. It's normal. Anything above that, they might start questioning. But but you have time, you know. Hit that hit that pause button or that uh, mute button to really ensure that you are giving them. There's no attempt for you to jump in. And um, the next one is be interested, be interested in them. Really look at like, be a detective and say like, I got to figure this out. There's five whys here I need to uncover. So before you get on the call, know what information you need uncovered. Know what problems, what gaps you're trying to solve for, and then work backwards. Okay. What questions do I need to ask? How can I customize this, tailor them so that I'm being genuinely interested in them? Can I provide some context? Can I add in your experience or your, in your opinion, in front of what questions so it brings their defense down. It doesn't sound like an interrogation. Can I practice this in Zoom before and record myself so I look at my body language, my tonality, and just make sure I'm coming off from a supportive standpoint that I'm genuinely trying to help versus, uh, you know, an interrogation. And the third one is when we do all these things, we're leading to our product. because, And we're leading to it because they genuinely want to know how you can help them. What is it you do? And that's your opportunity to share your value prop. You're not leading with it. There's no, there's no pitching to somebody who doesn't think they have a problem. And if we don't know the impact of that problem, they have nothing to anchor it to. So hold off on the pitch. Let, they, will, they will organically ask what you do, and then you have the green light to go ahead and pitch. So what I, would let you, what I invite you to do is before you get on the next call, just take five minutes do your OPP, your other person's perspective, practice your active listening, be interested, ask them the great questions. And when you do that, you'll lead to your product, not with your product. If you do this, uh, love to hear what results, what changes you experienced as a salesperson, but even what your prospects, you know, what was there a different result? Did they say something was, did you compress the sales cycle? What were the benefits as a result of that? So thanks for listening, everybody. For those Americans, uh, celebrating Thanksgiving this week. Happy Thanksgiving. We're coming up to the last month of uh, 2023. So buckle down, get what you can across the line in a, uh, in a way that's still integrity and driven and um, doing the right thing as always. Thanks everybody for listening and happy selling.